Welcome to Order Up, the restaurant operations podcast brought to you by Ops Analytica. Hey there, Order Up podcast listeners. This is Tommy, one of the founders here at Ops Analytica. We have developed a ton of resources for the restaurants um, to help you Uh, assess the risk of reopening your dining rooms to help you screen your employees, take their temperatures and ensure that you are doing what you need to do to make sure you don't have a sick employee working. Um, We've also created our new self-inspection model, which will allow area managers to increase their patch sizes and manage their restaurants remotely, giving them the tools to do that. And all of these things are available for free through May at OpsAnalytica.com. So come to OpsAnalytica.com, check out the blogs. We explain everything we're doing in the blogs. All of the resources can be found in the blogs. Get on our chat and, and we will get you set up and we will get you implemented for free right now to help you manage all the different facets of what you need to be doing to get ready for the dining rooms to reopen. Hey there, Order Up podcast fans. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing great. Um, We have a great guest today. It's uh, Laurent May, and he is from the company ReadyToPay.com. And so uh, Laurent and I are going to be speaking today about uh, the COVID-19 situation and how there are a lot of restaurants out there who prior to this situation had been thinking about contactless payment, had been thinking about delivery, had been thinking about takeout, had been thinking about all of these other options from technology, but just didn't have a chance to pull the trigger yet, or they were still researching it. And then all of a sudden, boom, now we're in social distancing. And this is a major priority for them. And Laurent's company has solutions for a lot of this stuff. And we're going to go through and we're just going to have a nice conversation and we're going to try to educate you guys on what's available to you, how it can work. Um, We might even get into some cost structure and stuff. Um, So you can just kind of gauge all this because I know a lot of you are like just in a rapid uh, succession trying to get this stuff implemented in a way that's scalable so that you can get your doors open and start selling some food. Um, So Laurent, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. So, okay, we're going to start. Uh, why don't you tell us about your company and then uh, real quick. And then what I want to do is I want to sort of break down the different parts of the mobile contactless experience. And we can chat about each one of them kind of individually, because there's obviously the payment, the ordering, all that different stuff. So when sure. You, yeah. yeah. So uh, ready uh, and our URL is ready to pay.com. Um, allows uh, customers to connect digitally to their uh, on their own mobile phones to their restaurants. So we offer solutions around ordering and pay at table um, that are contactless. And you know what we really focus on is a really uh, great u- user experience that is as frictionless as possible. So first-time users can come in and use the product very easily. So what does that mean for consumers? That means uh, no app download, no guest registration, no sign up. Uh, we smart default to popular wallets like Google Pay and Apple Pay. So customers can come in, whether they're paying or ordering online or on premise, uh, be able to use our solution very quickly and in a safe manner, um, get their food delivered to their car, uh, get, pick it up from the pickup window or pay at the table. We can talk about each one of those use cases, but the the core product enables all those different use cases in a safe, a sort of COVID compliant way that that everyone's looking for today. 
Yeah. And let me tell you, I wrote a blog on this probably, I don't know, last year about trying to order on people's mobile apps and having to register. Like I was in the car going, Hey, I want to order these sandwiches or I was trying to order food from like, I won't mention the company names, uh, but like, you know, a little QSR. And I mean, just, you know, nine times out of 10, you get stalled out on this stuff. Actually, it happened to me. I will mention these guys on Papa John's website the other day, trying to order Papa John's and you can't get the damn password to go through. So then you're, you're sitting there, people waiting on food, you're trying to order and you just can't get the app to work. And that is, that kills deals. Like that, I, I literally almost just closed the browser and went to another, uh, to another vendor. You know what I mean? So I think that is awesome that you guys are looking for that sort of, you don't have to register right then and there. That's going to speed up the ordering process. So yeah. I think, you know, sorry, I, I was just going to say, Tommy, that, that, that when, when ordering platforms, apps and websites put up this big registration wall and they ask for, you know, your favorite cat's name and all this other stuff to recover your password all all anyone really wants to do is place an order for food for themselves and their family so what we just get rid of all of those things and make it as easy as possible that that's awesome um let's start with let's start with a takeout model uh as we go through the different use cases because obviously dining rooms aren't open right now if we get blessed and lucky they'll be open by the end of april um and so we can push that off to to a, later in the conversation but I, I do want to talk to you guys specifically about your takeout and what you can do um for your customers around that sure so on the takeout side we're we're providing this the that use case as well as part of our platform so uh, this allows you to have a branded uh, a branded um fully integrated uh, mobile website offering. Um, so this allows you to go to your website, click the location and be able to order on the platform. Um, so that the, the thing that we're doing, that's a, a little bit, um, I would say uh, unique in this, in this case is we're, we're, we've called it this, the virtual drive-through. So we're making curbside pickup a lot easier for customers that, um, may not have a drive, like physical drive-throughs that are that are um, attached to their stores. So if you look at if you look at all the QSRs that have virtual or have physical drive-throughs today, their sales for drive-throughs are way up, right? Yep. Um, they're probably you know double double their usual uh, usual volume. But for QSRs and inside units and, and maybe a strip mall, they've lost the ability to provide um, you know easy, safe ordering and delivery. So what we do is uh, on premise in a in a in a parking lot. Uh, a vacant parking lot. We can designate spots for ordering. Uh, cars can be pull, pull into the parking lot, and there's signage in front of the in front of the parking lot that instructs them what to do. You can either scan a QR code, or you can um, enter in a URL. And because we know exactly where you're you are uh, um, parked, once you place the order, the the the, the uh, food can be delivered directly to your to your car. So we're enabling some of these use cases around our, our core technology, which is QR code based and, and being able to ask customers for different pieces of information in a very, uh, very frictionless way. And so that's one use case that we've unlocked using, using our platform. The other one is the typical order ahead. So I can just, you know, I can order ahead, uh, select my time, uh, fully branded to your restaurant and fully integrated into your point of sale. So no kitchen operation issues. Um, and, um, then I can just go pick it up 
um, at your restaurant when at the time that's desired. Um, it's important to actually have the ability to also have for inside units, maybe in a strip mall, that walk by traffic when it does come back. Um, instead of having these big lineups inside the store or being out, you know, people are, I think, resident to even open doors right now, uh, we can actually put the menu on the inside of the window um, with a QR code and an NFC. So you can walk up to, you know, your favorite, uh, you know, burger joint, tap the, the window, that will bring up your menu. You can order your food, uh, you know, maybe put in your name. And when that food's ready, uh, they can bring it out to you, say, hey, Joe, your, your, your order's ready. And everyone can maintain that social distancing. But we're also capturing that casual user that walks by uh, the restaurant. So those are three use cases, but all through the same platform. Oh, that's great. And let me ask you this, uh, uh, just going on, let's say somebody hears this and goes, oh, my gosh, this is the answer to my like prayers. What are we talking about from a setup and configuration time? Uh, can you talk about that a little bit just because time is of the essence right now? Yeah, so we're, we're trying, as, as you know, we're trying to help the community as much as possible. So we're, we're trying to get people up and running as quickly as possible. Um, it really depends on a few things. One being um, the point of sale that you're, you're running. And there's a whole list of point of sales that we support, but it's also the menu complexity. Um, so, you know, it's part of the platform. We do need to set up your menu and make sure that it maps correctly uh, into your point of sale. So if you're running a lot of combos, a lot of nested modifiers, a lot of um, conditional things that takes more time. We've had we've had um, um, people up and running in, in less than 24 hours. Um, some have taken a lot longer, uh, but it really depends on the complexity of the operation. Let's say let's say I like, dude, I don't even care if it if it nests in my point of sale because I don't have to worry about any inside the restaurant traffic right now. I just want this thing up. Um, you know, and then I'll just collect the money and take the orders from your website. Is that doable as well? Yeah. So our model is really to be fully integrated into your point of sale. Yeah. That means, you know, we're still leveraging your inventory process for, you know, all the pricing, all the taxation, all the revenue stuff that you have to account for oh, yeah. um, is taken care of. Um, because I think that if, if you kind of do an un unintegrated or sort of a side sure. of operation, I think the catch up from that is it might even be worse than, than, than just getting something up, up, up and running immediately. So um, again, I think what we've seen where it is, you know, more complex is we've, we've suggested to these operators to reduce the menu, which a lot of them already are anyways, yeah. um, to reduce complexity on setup. And then in that case, we can get up and running really, really quickly, less than 48 hours. Okay, cool. That's great. So then, and, and then I'm assuming that there's a tip line in there for the server or the person who's boxing up all the food and all that. You can, you can set all that up. And so basically I am ordering the entire meal via an app on my phone. I'm paying on my phone and then, you know, however complex we want to get on how that gets delivered to me, whether it's just a guy who runs out and goes, which order are you versus, Hey, I've scanned a barcode or do whatever this other stuff is or, you know, we, we can, we can address all of that. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I think that the tip line is actually a really important call out because, um, you know, this is, this is a really, really important, you know, income source and revenue source for a lot of these restaurateurs and, and their staff. So what we've seen is we actually have the ability to set 
preset tips, uh, whatever preset you want um, yep. and the amounts you want. But we also can put a little um, tip disclaimer. So we've had some restaurants actually donating all the tips. They're in a rest, you know, a fortunate situation where they can do that. But maybe they're donating all the uh, all their tips to the first first line workers out there. So we're able to provide a little bit of a disclosure on where the tips go if, if, if you want to, as well as preset. Uh, you know, 10, 15, 20%, whatever you want. So that's an important part of the platform for sure. And then I think what you just talked about is just the flexibility of, of the use cases, um, whether it be curbside online or virtual kiosk for walking by traffic, um, that can all be set up and, and at the same time in the same venue. Sure. Let's move into, uh, okay, so we're past social distancing. It's sometime in, hopefully late April, but early May, you know, and we are hoping to return to the original, our sort of pre, I don't, so I don't want to start, I don't believe that we will be going back into the restaurants, especially full service restaurants, the way they were in March. I don't believe we're returning to that personally, but just for the sake of argument, let's say we are, and we're going to have a wait staff and we're going to have runners and bussers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, talk to me about just contactless payment. And if I don't have contactless payment today, um, I'm, I'm still printing off a thing. I make you sign it. I have to take your credit card back to my POS. That's the model of restaurant I have today. Um, no tap, just I literally swiped a card through the POS system or whatever. Talk to me about what you can do to help me around that model so I don't have to take someone's credit card or hand them a pen. Let's go yeah. with that. Yeah, so I think we have two different approaches there. One is the more traditional postpaid model uh, where you're still ordering through your server and, and the, when, the, when you're ready to pay, you can. Um, and the way we do that is we put one of those NFC or QR codes uh, right on every single table. Um, and, you know, this is a product that we had, you know, previous, previously to COVID-19 and, and one of the, one of the key reasons that we, we had this product was really for table turns. So when we had this product out, uh, one of the worst things about having the end of a, a wonderful meal is having to split your check and pay and get out the restaurant. And it turns out that actually takes a lot longer than you think. Um, on average, we're seeing 20, we were seeing 20 minute faster table turns for customers that were paying with the self checkout option versus waiting for the for the check and splitting it and running back i call the check dance running back and forth with the signature pad etc sure um, so now um why this is really really i think post post covid and as we get into this new normal um you know you'll be able to pay when you want to which is of course what everyone uh, wants to do but you also be, be able to do it uh, on your own phone without you know handing over a credit card or handling any other pieces of uh, of PayPal or check fold. Um, so the way that works is as soon as you're um, ready to pay and you're, you're done your meal, uh, you'll access your bill by uh, tapping the QR code or the NFC uh, uh, that's on the table that will go into your point of sale, pull out the check. Um, you can split the check with other friends if you're at the table with other people on your own without talking to a, talking to a staff member. Um, and you would check out with Apple Pay and Google Pay and, and leave at your uh, whenever you're ready. So that's kind of Uberizing the the restaurant payment model for full service restaurants. Um, oh, can I just ask you a quick question? So let's okay. So let's say I I, I used to manage a PF Chang's and we had like I don't know, I mean we we would have like twelve waiters, four table sections. So yeah, fifty tables maybe, right? Bar, all the whole thing. If I'm the manager of that restaurant. 
like with this type of system, I see people walking out, but like the waiter, how does the waiter know or how is a manager be able to tell that this guy's paid before they walk out the door? Because, you know, once they're gone, they're gone and we can't get that money back. Yeah. So what we do is we have um, what we call our view app, which is an app that typically is put beside uh, your point of sale terminal. And it's basically a heads up display that you can see from across uh, the dining room that will say the table number and whether or not it's paid. Um, It's interesting that you bring up this question because when we go into restaurants and and talk about the solution, that's that's an objection that we get. And, And it turns out that um people that want to steal will steal um and those that uh, those that are doing dining dash is, is out of like absolute necessity they have to go pick up their kids they you know it's seven o'clock it's the game is about to start so i can't get a waiter everyone's trying to pay at the same time um and, and they leave so what we've seen is actually the the, the walkouts and the dining dash has actually gone down using ready because the the person that's not intending to steal or do a dining dash is only doing it out of necessity that goes away uh, and they're able to pay. So, um, you know, we, we think we've got that, we got that under control and, and cool. we haven't had any, any issues with that, even with really large format restaurants. Sure. And I mean, like you said, if I'm really there to steal, I was going to steal either way. So, yeah. If you can, and as long as there's a way for somebody to check or verify, hey, did the guy paid? And as long as the as long as the waiter really, it comes back to the waiter because ultimately the waiter is responsible for their bank. And the worst thing that can ever happen to you is you get dined and dashed on, and if and then you have to pay out of your own tips to cover mm-hmm. that bill. And so as long as the waiter can very easily, or the person managing that table can very easily see you know, that the guy paid as they're walking out or they get, you know, then that's great. That's all, that's all we're looking for. And obviously people will adjust to a new system like this. Um, you know, however yeah. that's going to be. So cool. Okay. I think the other, I was going to say the other half of, of, well, did, uh, are you still there, Tommy? Sorry. I, I am. Lost, uh, okay. Sorry. I just lost uh, connectivity there for a sec. Um, so the other, the other model that we have is the prepaid model where, um, we rep- we we kind of replaced the, the 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 waiter or the serving side of it by allowing customers to order and pay uh, directly for their phone. So it's the same model, but instead of uh, using waiters and waitresses, um, we're using we're leveraging um, them and that 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 staff member for running the food to the table. Um, so that 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 seems to be something that I think will be also popular in this new normal is being able to to self order. Uh, and self-pay um, and have uh, maybe some less interaction with, with staff members if, if required or, or wanted. Well, and and I would say that uh, that, so my prediction, and once again, this is just, uh, you know, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not omniscient in any way, shape or form, but my prediction is, is that just trying to look at how COVID-19 has spread around uh, between people, it's going to be obviously coughing, which you'll deal with independently of that, if you have a coughing customer, they're going to have to leave your restaurant period. Uh, but it right now, the, and I waited tables for years and years and years. So I'm just going back to my own waiting table perspective. You know, in the, in the old days, there were so many common touch points that were happening. Menus are a huge one. Um, obviously all the condiments on the tables are a huge one, but I think the biggest one, but people don't really think about today is oftentimes your waiter is delivering your food. In some cases, they're making you food. 
which maybe many people don't know about. They're 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 making your desserts. They're getting your salads sometimes, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And then they're also bussing tables or pre-bussing tables as well, removing stuff. And that's going to have to stop in the post-COVID-19 world because if I get your spit on my finger and then I put a plate down and then I go grab a drink or I go grab another plate and I don't sanitize my hand, which they just, you can't do that every time you walk back and forth, um, you're going to be in real trouble. You're going to spread those COVID germs to somebody else. They might get it on their hands, touch your face, and now you've spread COVID between a customer and an employee or a customer and a customer. So there's going to have to be real delineations now, but between where you're stationed, if you're in the front of the house, you can pull plates off and take them to the dish pit. And if you're in the back of the house, you can only bring clean food out. You're going to have to separate those two roles, I think, in general, moving forward so that you don't have that cross-contamination. And so, for instance, like today, a food runner might go, oh, can I refill that drink for you? Not anymore. Um, you know what I mean? Food runners can only bring clean drinks from the back of the house to the front of the house. Um, and, you know, it's going to change a lot of things around in the restaurants, right? And so this notion of the other thing, I don't think that reason why there won't be waiters in the future is that people don't want someone, people are going to be very uncomfortable with people being in their personal space, right? Like they're not going to want a guy standing over their table, looking over their shoulder, pointing at things on the menu. That's going to be an encroachment of the six foot, four foot space bubble that we all now want. So we don't get sick. So I, I don't believe waiters really have a role in the near future. I think they, they'll come back at some point for sure. I hope, but I, I do see a world where we are, if you are a restaurant, you are ordering on your phone and you are paying on your phone and people are bringing you food. Um, uh, yeah. So I think that's a very interesting thing that I, I, the reason I gave all that explanation is because I don't know that a lot of people are thinking about that right now, but they need to because. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I, I'm, I'm more optimistic. I think the role of, of, you know, long term, I think the role of a server and wait staff is incredibly important to to any dining experience and guest experience. But but in, in the short term, I think there's going to yeah. be some bridges here that hopefully hopefully tech, technology can can help and, and make people more comfortable. Um, I think the one thing that we're thinking about is obviously there's been a lot of layoffs across the industry and, and hiring people back and, and training again. And that whole process is obviously very, very uh, time intensive and, and, and labor was scarce before this. It's hard to find good people and retain them. So we're, we're thinking about ways and or thinking about ready in the context of being more efficient. And you just talked about, you yeah. know, you know, separation of duties, which means more people, more, more labor. So you know, how can ready help reduce labor? How can ready help um, ease that transition in the dining room to make people feel safe? And, and we think there's a, a role for technology there. Oh, absolutely. So to talk about, so, so talk about the waiter, the waiterless system, like, which I think is very similar to what you talked about with the kiosk, the going out to the menu, but let's just chat about that really quickly as well and how that might could work. Yeah, so I think I think the re the only real difference there is each table has a has a um, a specific ordering uh, target. We call it an ordering target, where you would scan your QR code or or tap an NFC target or NFC chip. Uh, that will bring up the 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 menu for the for the dine-in restaurant. Um, that order would be uh, submitted to the point of sale and and typically would be routed to the KDS directly to the kitchen. So it's it's like an online order that is happening 
in your dining room. Um, so, you know, that's all fully integrated and, and it's managed through, through your point of sale provider and ready. Um, and then at that point, you can either take payment as part of the order or you can take payment after, the, you know, all the ordering is done. Um, again, that's not by passing a credit card or, or cash. I think one thing that's really interesting is the idea of cash in restaurants too. Yeah. Um, people are going to be resident to, you know, a lot more, I think places are going to be, uh, you know, not accepting cash uh, and going to plastic only. Um, and then, and, and using tap cards, I think is, is going to be a really important thing too. Um, so for restaurant tours, I think there's a lot of restaurant tours that have gone through this, this chip and pin or EMV compliance, um, you know, change that's happened over the last, I guess decade it's it's taken a while but some 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 restaurateurs were were still using chip and signature tethered to the terminal instead of bringing uh, contactless or or mobile payment devices out to to the table so I think that's actually a really interesting trend that we'll see too is is seeing if you can solve this not necessarily with with hardware which or with software which is what Ready's doing but maybe with with purchasing um, uh, contactless payment. Um, devices so you could use Apple Pay or a, a contactless enabled uh, credit card um, at the table rather than having to, to give your credit card away. I think that's going to be a, something that people probably um, shy away from as well. But um, yeah, on, on the software side that Ready is doing, uh, we certainly we certainly think that's a better solution because there's no hardware required and you can deploy it relatively quickly. Um, and and that's uh, you know that 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 I think is two different trends on the order and pay side for for dining rooms that we should look at. You know, it's interesting because a month ago I would have told you the technologies that I thought were going to kill it and the technology I thought were going to go bad, and uh, and they've all reversed. So uh, let me ask you this: I know that from what I've heard from some uh, friends of mine that run some fast food places that when they had kiosk orders, they were about 50 cents per person, higher uh, average check, check average of higher mm -hmm. check price. And then online it was about a dollar higher per person, um, mainly because I think people like, A, they don't feel rushed. And then B, they also, you know, the, the systems are trained to always upsell and always ask for the extra things. But what are you guys seeing on a per person per check average how much higher are you higher do you do you get more revenue out of it um yeah we're in line with we're in line with um the physical kiosks as well i, I think the, the key in the upland in uplift in revenue i think the key there is sort of it's been proven the further you are away from physical cash the more you all spend so mm -hmm. if you're gonna you know hand over hundred dollar bills versus using your credit card um, you'll spend more on a credit card. If you're going to use Apple Pay versus using a credit card, you'll spend you'll spend more with Apple Pay. So I think I think both kiosks and Ready kind of um, um, benefit from what you talked about, which is programmatic, um, up, you know, allowing people to combo and upsize and upsell, but also this idea that uh, psychologically you're you're digitally kind of removed from from spending money, which always increases uh, spend. I always feel like too you're removed from judgment. Because <laughs> where I'm like, I, I it, it seems disgusting to want to eat five tacos right now, but I really want to eat five tacos. Like I mentally prepared myself for that, and uh, and so then I don't want your judging eyes telling me that. Like I don't want you to be like, damn, no one's ever ordered five tacos before, and I'm like, oh well, guess what? It's not just for me. <laughs> I'm not just gonna eat them behind the, in the alley in my car crying. I'm gonna look. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, I think that's part of it too. Actually, is just is just like you talked about time, judgment, being yeah. away from money. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I have another. I have other guys that have QSR restaurants that have a line, and they're like, when the line's out the door, people don't order as much because they feel pressure. And the yeah. nice thing about this is that when you're doing it on your phone, you don't feel pressure. Um, let me ask you this question really quickly. I have a favorite restaurant, and one of the best things that I've noticed on some of these apps is it remembers my old orders. Now, obviously, I would need to have an account to do that, to have my old order remembered. But you offer that kind of a thing as well, so I could walk in with my family, hit my last order, and then boom, it's just being made. Or do you have to always reorder every time? Yeah, so good point. So I think um, you can optionally sign up for a ready account and that will remember not only your past receipts, but your past orders. Um, the other thing that we do is we're able to remember some things about your transaction that, that are safe to, to sort of persist on, on, on your web on your website device. Um, so obviously we don't save payment information, but things like your last order, we can save without requiring a, a login. Let me ask you this. Let's say you're in two restaurants in my town. I have an iReady account. Will it remember both restaurants or is it always just my accounts for that restaurant? Uh, up to the operator. So you can kind of opt in to have that your payment information as well as any of these preferences go across. Or it could, you could just kind of close it off and be a walled garden to your own to your own locations. You know, there, I, I could see pluses and minuses to both of those things. Yeah. But definitely like if I, you know, if Ready was like, trying to compete with it because that's what Grubhub's obviously trying to do is they remember all that stuff on you because they're trying to get the account revenue. Um, so one other thing, just so as we, I don't know if you saw the article on Grubhub the other day, but they were like offering this discount, but then they were like not backing it out. You know, I think a lot of people, like if you had asked me 10 weeks ago, what I thought the future of delivery was, because it obviously was promised as like this, it was like the unicorn of I'm going to save your restaurant. And then I think a lot of people realized it wasn't for them. And then obviously this happened and I would assume that delivery numbers are going up. I don't know. Um, but I think there's a lot of restaurant tours out there that are like, screw these delivery guys. Cause I make nothing on these orders. Excuse my friendship. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and so, I, I believe that this is the time and space where restaurants take back their, they can get people to carry out because I think you can make a case that I don't want my food going in somebody else's car who I don't know right now um, and, and bringing it to my house, even though it's a convenience, especially in this time frame right now, because people are dying to get out of the house a little bit, you know, um, in a safe way. But I do think, like having a, a solid takeout curbside strategy is imperative for all restaurants to have because a, you don't have, I've, and we haven't discussed how you guys get paid yet. So we should do that too. Uh, but uh, you know, we don't want to see a 30% surcharge, you know, for that. So if we can get some of that money back, but still service our customers, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the math has definitely changed on the, on the third party delivery services because the dining rooms are closed. So, you know, yeah. all those fixed, fixed costs that you, you're yeah. carrying were, were supported by revenue that was not delivery. Now, a hundred percent of your, your, your yeah. revenue is shifted to third party and, and takeout. And I think you're totally That's right. True. What we've seen is a lot of restaurants only have third party delivery and not really a strong 
takeout. Maybe it's phone in only, yeah. um, it's, but it's not a really strong digital takeout or curbside delivery um, uh, strategy. And, and we're seeing a lot of demand for people to get what we call first party or, or direct ordering up and running because, you know, 30% is, is, is too much to bear, even, especially for a pickup order. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense to pay 30%. And then, you know, the, the other things around customer ownership and data um, that restaurateurs should have the right to have come into question. And that's what you get with first party um, platforms that are branded for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're, I, I think that's very astute. I don't, you know, we see takeout and, and curbside not going away. Like this is a long-term tread. This is going to be a very important part of people's businesses moving forward. Well, and here's what we're hearing from China too, just, and I don't know if you guys are there as well, but this is what we were roughly hearing from China is that they were opening back up, but like, and people were getting out and about, but the transactions like in the dine-in weren't just going right through the roof. Like it, nobody returned back to what it was in April or, or mm -hmm. in China by January, right? Like, so it, it's going to be a slow sort of get comfortable being out in public again kind of thing. So having, so just even though this quarantine's over or whatever, the social distancing's over in three or four weeks, doesn't mean that you're instantly gonna go back to a, a packed house, 250 people in your restaurant on a Friday night. So you you do not have a choice anymore. Takeout is a mandatory thing that you're gonna do. Delivery is optional in my mind, um, but takeout I don't think is, or curbside or, you know, some ability and also like you said too with the just even the queuing thing um just being able to get people outside of your building to be, but they can still order the food and they can grab it themselves and then leave which i guess is still takeout but in a different way like an individual guy who was walking yeah. yeah so that's just this is just going to be mandatory so you've got to have a strategy for it and the more digital it is um the, the easier it is people you know people are just going to spend more. They're going to enjoy it more. It's going to be seen more professional. You know, nobody wants to talk to anybody, right? They just want to look at the menu, look at their phone, place their order, keep doing their business um, and move on. Do you guys do reservations at all? Just we don't do no, we don't do reservations today. We're really focused on, on the order and pay side. That's cool. Perfect. Uh, is there anything that we missed that uh, we should have talked about so far? Um, I, I, I think we've, no, I think that, I think we've got all the highlights there. There's, there's, there's certainly lots of different options for operators out there, especially with, with what type of use cases that you want to support and what type of business you have. So I think when thinking about a digital strategy, it's really important to think not about, you know, it's, I don't think anyone wants to have 20 vendors doing, you know, three vendors doing three different flavors of takeout and pay a sure. table and all stuff. So I think it, it, it helps to, to find a vendor and there's, there's other ones out there like ready that can do more than one, one use case. Can, can you speak to how you guys bill and then sure. also how you guys bill, but then you might want to say, well, we bill like this, but there's another model. If there is another model for billing, it's like this. And you, this is roughly what you could expect to pay because I'm sure a lot of the guys that are listening to this right now are like, what does this cost? So let's yeah, not. Sure. So right now, what we're we're doing for the restaurant community is we're actually offering um, free setup and free free wow. month. So our, our typical our typical pricing model is a, a monthly fee that can range anywhere from ninety nine bucks to one hundred and fifty bucks, depending on how many locations you have, and a small transaction fee uh, in cents, not percentages. So between ten and fifteen cents per order. 
Um, and then there's an implementation fee that we charge per location just to set everything up, get all the, all the printing going, all the QR codes if required and help your marketing team get everything running. And that can range from two to 500 bucks. Um, but right now, uh, we're, we're waiving all fees for, for customers that onboard all the way to June 1st. Um, so right now, if you're able to set up as many restaurants as you can, uh, we'll, we'll waive those fees. We're not going to claw them back. Um, and come June 1st, we'll work with you. Uh, to make sure that our, our typical pricing model model works for you, um, we think you'll get a, a you know we'll, it'll enable you to to get a lot of orders, so it shouldn't be a problem. But you know, depending on how many orders you have, it's maybe between uh, a couple. It's a couple hundred bucks to run the run the solution um, for all the different use cases, depending on your orders. Sure, and I mean, if you're doing, I mean, and that's that's the full platform. That's the takeout and yep. everything. And then okay, perfect. Um, is there another model that people generally go with, like a toast model where it's all subsidized by credit card fees or? Uh, yes. So yeah. there is other models out there that will charge me even for first party, they'll charge like 5% of, of the order volume or 9% of the order. Um, in for that, you, you know, restaurant operators will end up paying a lot more, especially if you're successful with your digital strategy. So what we're trying to provide is cost certainty with a, a relatively low, uh, monthly fee and a, in a low transactional fee, we're just trying to, uh, enable you guys to, to, to take as many orders as possible. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. Well guys, I don't have any other questions. Um, Oh, how do you, how do they contact you? Do they contact you directly? Do they just go to the website? Like if they want to learn more, why don't you give us that information? Real quick? Yeah. So if you want to check out, uh, ready and all of our use cases, it's, uh, ready to pay.com. So, uh, R E A D Y T O. Uh, P-A-A-Y.com uh, slash order for our order capability that we just talked about. And you'll see at the top of our website, our order special, which is to support all the restaurant community during this, this COVID crisis. And, and if you, if you sign up now, there's no contract, no, no obligation. We're just trying to bridge this bridges gap. And once everything opens up again, uh, we can see if we can uh, help you even further. Well, great. So guys, this is Tommy. Uh, that, that was Laurent. And we thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, this is the time right now. The shock is over. We're stuck in our houses for another month. Uh, you know, this is the time to investigate this stuff and come up if you especially because I have a lot of clients right now that are full service restaurants and they are fully closed right now because they didn't have that um, to go strategy or that carry out strategy really implemented. This is the time to start planning ahead for the new normal. And the new normal is going to be social distancing with a heavy reliance, I, I believe on takeout and third party delivery. But I think it's time for us as restaurateurs to take back control of digital ordering platforms and have our own and have people come and use ours. And, you know, I think it's, I think you can make a case to a lot of people that, they don't want their they don't want their food in someone else's car. So let's use that to our advantage and and get people in here to come back to our restaurant to pick up our food so we can ensure that it's getting to them hot and fresh and safe. And uh, and so let's let's you just gotta have takeout as a strategy, as a as a channel, I should say, because you know, you gotta. There's just no other way about it. I mean, this is a this has been a weird time, but you know, this is the new normal. Thank you, Laurent, for coming on. And uh, thank you guys for listening and, and keep tuned for all of our content.